Hello and welcome to the First Lutheran Church Sermon Podcast. We're glad you joined us this week. First Lutheran Church lives by the mission statement, called by the Spirit, we serve Christ, sharing God's love with all. And we are glad to share this good news with you this week. We're able for our gospel acclamation. Gospel according to St. Luke, the ninth chapter. The conversation about Jesus' suffering and death is enclosed in a dazzling foreshadowing of the resurrection. God affirms Jesus' identity. The disciples are stunned speechless, and Jesus resumes his mission with the demonstration of his power over evil. Now, about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silence and in those days told no one any of the things they had seen. This is the gospel of our Lord. I invite you to be seated and invite the children up for a short message. Come on up and have a seat on the steps. (laughs) Hey, Claire. Hey, Ben. Hey, William. I am glad. Ooh, those are cool masks. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about candles today, and we have a few candles in our sanctuary. There's one. This, This is a special candle called the Christ candle. You see, it has nails in it. 
this is a very special cross or candle and it's right here next to the font then what are some other candles you see okay William sees some on the altar there's how many on the altar two yeah yes hold on Lucas yeah you know what those two candles represent they represent how Jesus was was human but also God they, they represent those two um, natures of Christ okay and yes Charlie you see how many over there two over there and that's by the lectern which is just that stand where they read scripture and that represents the two testaments the old and the new testament and Lucas you see one more candle you all see that tiny flicker back there on the wall you all see that one that's called the eternal candle so at the start of worship today joey came up and he lit one two three four five candles but he didn't light that candle it was already burning and at the end of worship he's going to come back up and he's going to extinguish or he's going to put out one two three four five candles but one candle will remain burning that candle back there that candle burns all the time 24 hours a day 365 days a year you think it's not safe well I'll tell you what Ben I appreciate your awareness I'll tell you what there are a, there is a fire um, if there's any smoke in here we'll know but there's that candle is very well protected it won't fall and if it will there's nothing that can catch fire it'll just melt wax on the floor I appreciate your concern for safety though but that candle remains lit all the time in fact if you come and look in the windows in the middle of the night you'll see that fire burning that's my favorite candle I think because it's a reminder that no matter what Christ's light Christ's love Christ's presence is always here when everything else has been extinguished when everything else maybe is scary Christ's light is still here I bet you all have had some scary times you probably have had some times when you're sad you're scared when you're not with me well I hope you're brave too then well but see in those times God is still with you God is still busy and active and doing good things all the time no matter what and that is reason for us to say hooray yay God or a church word alleluia so we're gonna say a prayer we're gonna thank God for always being here for us okay so we're gonna say this prayer today we're gonna to fold our hands like this weave your fingers together good job everybody 
And I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to repeat after me, okay? Repeat after me. Good morning, God. We love you. Thank you for being with us. No matter what. Amen. All right, you all can head back to your seats. Thank you so much for coming up. Ooh, good jump. You didn't fall. Okay. Charlie wanted me to correct myself in that he's not scared when he's all the time, just when he's at, at night and not with me. So he's, he's brave during the day. In 1967, a utility worker by the name of Randall Champion was working on a utility pole when he came in contact with a low-voltage line and went unconscious. Well, his safety harness prevented him from falling, but he still wasn't breathing. Well, his co-worker by the name of J.D. Thompson saw the whole thing happen and quickly climbed up the pole where he then performed mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. Both of them were hanging there from the pole, hanging on for dear life. A photographer happened to be driving by and he saw the whole thing take place. And he stopped and he took a picture of it. It's called the kiss of life. You may have seen it. The photographer uh, was later quoted saying, I heard screaming. I looked up and saw this man hanging down. I didn't know what to do. I saw Thompson running toward the pole, and I went to my car and called the ambulance. He says, I got back to the pole, and J.D. was breathing into Champion. Then I heard J.D. shouting down, he's breathing. And then his rescuer unhooked him, put him on his shoulder, and got him down the pole, from the pole. That man's whole life hung in the balance. Uh, but J.D. Thompson went on to live another 35 years. The phrase, hanging on for dear life, uh, has many different meanings in that story. Well, this last week has been yet another one <clears throat> filled with, <clears throat> excuse me, filled with global stress and anxiety and pain happening into our world that has still, uh, still wounded from the latest, uh, from this last pandemic for the last two years. Our country's arguments about COVID for the past two years have been put into perspective when uh, at the height of the pandemic, refrigeration trucks were brought in to Topeka to hold our neighbors' bodies. Inflation has brought things into perspective having a devastating impact on all levels of society, cascading financial and emotional stress to our people. Our world is in pain. And this last week, Russia's invaded Ukraine by land, air, and sea. 
They've overtaken the defunct Chernobyl site. People are fleeing the country. Some take refuge in subways during bombings. Apartment buildings are struck by bombs. And yesterday in Kiev, not Kiev, I guess, Kiev, a children's cancer hospital was struck with artillery fire. And you yourself, what weighs you down? What burdens do you carry for yourself or another? Our world is groaning. We've been living in this heightened state of trauma for many years now. And this, this next week, we're to enter into the season of Lent with Ash Wednesday. Lent is understood to be a somber season of the church. It's a season in which the church enters into a time of remembering Jesus' Passover from death to life when our life is renewed. A season of Lent focuses on repentance and self-reflection, preparing ourselves, increasing our faith, and increasing our faith response through service. During the season of Lent, we will read scripture that will be challenging and even violent. But first, before we open the door into Lent, we find ourselves on a mountain. Our gospel reading today tells the story, the miraculous story, of the transfiguration of Jesus. It is a divine moment when heaven's glory was bursting forth into our world. Jesus' identity continues to be revealed. His authority and power, his purpose, continued to be shown to the people. Jesus stands on the mountain with Moses and Elijah, who represent God's law and the Torah and the prophets. And we can only imagine what they were saying to Jesus. It is this day, the transfiguration of our Lord, this day of divine amazement, this display of God's glory, that we find ourselves on Lent's doorstep. And so, like many other churches this weekend, today we will bury our Alleluias. This is something we've done at least once in my time here. But it's an ancient practice that symbolizes the practice of removing that word Alleluia from worship during the season of Lent. Today we will say and sing Alleluia multiple times, but after today we won't again until Easter. This removal of this word helps us in our understanding of the solemnity of the season of Lent. Because it's a word of praise, and so we tuck it away. And we are going to do that today. Because for everything there is a season, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to keep silent, a time to speak, a time to say hallelujah, a time to refrain from saying hallelujah. But in times such as this, I want to cling on to that word for dear life. I want to dwell in the promise of alleluia. My spirit needs to be reminded of the hope of that word and of God in hopeless times, when people we love are sick, when children's cancer hospitals are being bombed, when people can't afford food or utilities, when our prisons are bursting. 
But still today, we are going to bury our alleluias. We are going to remember the solemnity of this season, the reason for this season, the pain and the murder and the sacrifice of Christ. But we are also going to cling even more tightly to the promise of alleluia. Each week in our worship service, we celebrate communion, that holy and divine meal with Christ. And we hear the words of the institution, the story of Jesus' betrayal, of how he died. And we share in that last supper with bread and wine. And we also hear the good news that on the third day he rose again. We may not shout alleluia, but we celebrate it each week. Each Sunday in its own way is a mini Easter, a reminder that There is hope in the midst of pain. It's been, I think, almost exactly two years since we uh, first uh, halted in-person worship services. It happened on the second second week of Lent in 2020. And when that happened, uh, I welcomed our sister congregations of Trinity and our saviors to come and worship with us, their pastors to come and worship with us because we are blessed with this fantastic video uh, live stream. And so we came together and we sat up here in the front and our churches joined together in a time of uh, adversity. We joined together in unity and and worshiped uh, together. And so part of that was we recorded worship services. And so uh, by doing so, often we did so out of order. In fact, we recorded Easter the week before Easter. We celebrated and we shouted Alleluia in that holy season of Lent. And interestingly enough, I was also invited to go and preside over an emergency baptism in Lawrence for the child of one of the funeral directors in town during the season of Lent which isn't traditionally happen, doesn't traditionally happen. So during the season of Lent last couple years ago, we shouted Alleluia, and we presided over a baptism for this child. We did those things that aren't traditional. It may have officially been the season of Lent, but in those days we clung all the more tightly to the most important thing, the promise of dear life with Christ. When I was younger, I had a blankie, a security blanket, and I carried that thing everywhere. I loved everything about it, how it felt, how it smelled, how it fit around me, and I, I can't even remember how old I was when I, when I lost it. <laughs> of all the weeks for my parents to visit worship, <laughs> I was older than most, perhaps. (laughs) Yes, okay, I loved that blankie. It brought such comfort to me. I clung on to it to give me comfort and peace and confidence. A special little thing that was important to me. And I still still believe my parents stole it from me. Um, (laughs) I probably have it today if they had. They'll say, no, I lost it, but I think they took it. 
Well, many of you are familiar with the cartoon, A Charlie, uh, a, a Charlie Brown Christmas. And you know that one of the characters' names is Linus, and he has a security blanket that he carries around for comfort and peace and confidence. Well, in that movie, when everybody is fighting about, uh, and when they've all lost sight of the true meaning of Christmas, little Linus comes out with his blankie and recites the Christmas story from Luke. And in the middle of that story, when hope bursts forth, he drops his blankie. He let go of that which had brought him strength and, and dwelled in the story of God that gives a greater peace to all the world. But we aren't there yet. We aren't ready to hear the story of Easter. Because we have the season of Lent to prepare, to pray, to look at our lives and our actions, to consider what God expects from us, and to strive to serve God better. And in the midst of this season, we must cling all the more tightly to the promise that God will save us, will guide us, and will comfort us. We must cling on for dear life to the one who gives us life. Because though we refrain from saying or singing the Alleluia's during Lent, we know that light still, still burns and shines. We know that God's love still saves. And so in new and different ways, our praise continues. In your pews are some sheets of paper that say Alleluia. They're on the innermost part of the pew nearest the aisle. I invite you to take two of those. So you'll have to pass them down. But I want everybody to take two sheets of Alleluia. And we're going to bury the Alleluias. Everybody has two, hopefully. I'd like you to hold those, and we're going to say a prayer and a blessing over these alleluias. So uh, let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we praise you all the time. We give thanks for your love that is with us and saves us and comforts us. We ask that you bless us in the season of Lent as we enter into a deep time of prayer and reflection, as we acknowledge the sins in our world and in our lives, but still we cling to your alleluias, to that Easter promise we know awaits us. Bless these alleluias as we tuck them away and help us to continue still to cling to you. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We pray that these words and message inspired you in your faith journey as you grow with God. We would love to see you at worship, either online via Facebook Live or in person at 1234 Southwest Fairlawn Road at 5 p.m. on Saturday or 10 a.m. on Sundays. God loves you, and so do we.